Uh, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome, people, to episode 204 of Dude the Monkey. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Ian Loring, I've got a beer, I'm in bed, I've got my duvet on, this is amazing. I am I am ready to rock. More people need to podcast in bed. <laughs> you do sound like you're quite far away, though, I'm going to say oh, that now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring my microphone right back. How's this shit? That's fine, yeah, yeah, you just yeah. sound like you're quite quite far away. Uh, yeah. um, a lot of people do need to podcast in, in, in bed. Um, I actually, I was in bed about 10, 15 minutes ago, and then I actually got up and got redressed to podcast, which Isabel said, why are you getting dressed to podcast? Yes. <laughs> and my response was, I can't talk to Ian dressed like this. <laughs> yes, you can. You can talk to me in whatever state you want. i got a dressing gown on, i got some boxes on, I'm, I'm all good, man. I did... I did a bit of indoor cycling. Lottie was wondering why the hell I was indoor cycling in the lounge. It was great. You know, I had old uh, Man United Chelsea on on my phone. It was amazing. It was brilliant. I, uh, all over it, all over it. And what a result. Holy shit. Holy shit. We're right back in it. That is a good result for you guys, yeah. Yeah, it is. Bad result for my boys, but a good result for yours. Yeah, well, no, I mean, in the end of the day, I think Liverpool can end the season strong. I think after this, United can hopefully end the season strong. We've still got to play City. It's, you know, Arsenal. I fucking pray Arsenal slip up tomorrow. Um, and we'll just, we'll, we'll see how it goes. It's an exciting end to the season, man. And, like, if Spurs actually manage to do it, then amazing. It's, it, it, is, it is interesting. Uh, I don't think Chelsea. I still don't think Chelsea are going to. Neither do I. I still think but... Chelsea are going to win it. What, what's going to be interesting is the now, no matter what the result of the um, the Man United Man City game is beneficial to us, because if yeah. you drop points, we benefit. If Man City drop points, we benefit. And if you draw, and you both drop points, we benefit. So, <laughs> so for once, I can watch that game going. Don't care. It's just Arsenal can fuck off and, you know, Chelsea, United, Liverpool, Spurs, fine. Yeah. That'll be fine. You know, like, that. I mean, not in that order necessarily. I think United will probably be fourth, but whatever. You know, do well in the Europa League and I'll call that a season. Yeah, I, I, I'm very much in the camp of I, I, don't, I don't care. At the moment, all I want is for us to get top four. Yeah. Um, we've actually got more of a normal show than we were expecting this week, weren't we? Yes. We were going to be doing the final part of our um, James Franco Don't Give a Fuck or Franco Don't Give a Fuck or the Francathon or whatever we were going to call it. Um, but uh, and neither has got to um, into what they about, did we? Yeah, no, I mean, so, I, I mean, I'll be, I'll be straight up and honest um i got an email from virgin media in the last couple of weeks basically saying it might not be you but someone accessing your network downloaded a copy of why him why him yeah and, fuck you franco <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah um and you know you know just watch it it might not be you but you know just keep an eye on it it might not be you but it's probably you. So, this is a warning. Stop it. So, Interior Lever Bar is not legally available in the UK digitally, by the looks of it. 
I actually haven't had a look to see if there's a DVD because I bet if there's a DVD, it's like a penny and new and used on Amazon. Yeah. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Right. DVD is... Oh, yeah, no. It's only like... £5.49. Okay, there is a DVD copy for £5.49 on Amazon. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I might pick that up then. All right, cool. So, but yeah, so I'm going to be... I, I, I mean, certain people have talked about VPNs and stuff, and it's just like, it's so easy to watch stuff legally these days. It is, yeah. That That's that's the that's the thing. Um it is there's so much out there and I think the other bit is we cover so much on the podcast and we cover so much VOD uh, anyway and the thing is if we're covering something if we're covering something on the podcast VOD it usually means we're not going to the cinema so although you know I could if I wanted to get it on what is it if I can pay for it, I will pay for it. It's as simple as that. Yeah. The, the, the things that I may occasionally torrent will say will be often all the stuff that I know that I've got up in my loft on DVD, but I want to watch at that point. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, well, hang on a minute. How about it? <laughs> so, but I, I honestly, and I can kind of my heart say this, I can't remember um, the last time I watched something... Um, that I downloaded it not legally yeah I know exactly I mean like yeah, yeah I'm pretty much there as well I mean it's a ball ache to convert stuff to iPhone compatible files as well just in, in that but we got Donna a new like photography PC this week and you Torrent's not going anywhere near it and I think that's also good because then I'm not going to be going on Pirate Bay proxies, which is probably downloading all sorts of fucking weird shit in the background that I'm not aware of. Yeah. Which was, sli- I, I, I think, was a, a contributing to the slowdown of our old PC. So, yeah, that, that, that's that. So, yeah, I'll pick up a copy of Interior Leather Bar on DVD and then that'll be in my purchase history, which will be fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it will. Yes, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I don't know, maybe we'll cover it next week. It'll be whenever. I do want to see it, though. That's the thing. I'm, I'm intrigued by that fucking film. So, yes. you know, yeah. But anyway, we're moving on. Yes. Um, so moving on, um, we're going to be covering The Fate of the Furious, or Fast and Furious 8, or Fast 8, or Fate. Fate. Um, as we bloody named it two years ago we did indeed and yet further proof uh, that Vin Diesel does listen to the podcast hello Vin um, so yes uh, I'm looking forward to, to, to chatting that um, sadly we're not going to be joined by um, Mr. Noel Mellor uh, on this show we were possibly going to but uh, he has, has a new baby so he's got new baby shit to be doing rather than um, chatting to us fools Um we're also going to chat some trailers, chat some what we've been watching. We didn't do any what we were watching last week because we did the um, Sunshine uh, commentary, which uh, I generally enjoyed, to be honest. Um, so we hope you enjoyed listening to it. Uh, and we've got a couple of questions as well uh, out there from you wonderful listeners. So we'll have plenty to talk about, I'm sure. Indeed. So, Ian, um, trailers. There has been a few a few oh, biggies, I mean, hasn't there? Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll let you crack on, uh, and I shall interject as and the when. So, um, 
it, it kind of got boring through the course of the week last week to oh shit it off to talk about it. But um, for Ragnarok looks brilliant. Um, that looks cracking. Um, it I've I've maintained for a while now that Marvel let their directors put more of themselves in into their films than people seem to give them credit for. Um, James Gunn, very much all over Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I think Kenneth Branagh brought a lot of himself to four. Um, Joe Johnston, very much kind of old school sensibility to uh, Captain America First Avenger. Joss Whedon with the First Avengers. Yes, there have been like some misnomers there, um, even though then again, For the Dark World, directed by Game of Thrones' uh, Alan Taylor. And yeah, that felt pretty grey and muddy and... TV. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, like cinematic TV. This looks mental. It just looks really offbeat. And I think that without Guardians being the success it was, I don't think you'd have this like this. Um, Yeah, it it is a little bit Thor Ragnarok, Guardians of Thor's Galaxy. Yes, but... He's a friend from work. I mean, it's great. It, it, that That is genuinely inspired. And I hadn't heard of that when, like, a bit, I, I watched the trailer just as it kind of came up. Fucking brilliant. Great, like, really, really good. After a week of people referencing it on Twitter, maybe not so much, but that's not the trailer's fault. Um, but, you know, that's just because I'm a miserable bastard. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, very much looking forward to it. Jeff Bolt, Goldblum looks great. The, the fucking title treatment is amazing. It's very, very up particular streets, I think. Um, they've, they've very much got some goodwill with this trailer, I think. Yeah, I certainly think they have, yeah. Um, I was I, I was less infused than many, to be honest, I think. Um, I... I I think everyone was saying how amazing it was, and I watched it and went, okay, that was funny, the, 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 he's a friend from work bit, um, kind of ruined by everybody mentioning it before, um, but, you know, it is only a trailer, um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know, I think, I, I think, I need to rewatch it. And I did actually say this when we were talking about um, when um, and our little WhatsApp thing when everyone was kind of chatting about it and saying how much they enjoyed it and everything like that. I kind of just all I, I thought all I'm going to contribute here to this is I need to watch it again because it just it didn't do it for me. And I haven't actually watched it again. And but I really think I should because I was having a bad day when I watched it. And it's never good to watch things like that when you're having a bad day because instead of looking at it and going. Yeah, that's funny. That's good. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. I was going, fucking just fuck up. Fucking Guardians of the fucking Galaxy. All right, yeah, very good. I've heard that on Twitter. Fucking brilliant. So I think it was just, I think I was. I think it's more my fault, not the trailer's fault, certainly. Okay. I'm more likely to be wrong than the trailer. Well, I, well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so um, I'll let you talk about the one that I think you're probably most excited about this week. Um so I'll just talk about um, The Last Jedi, which post is better than the trailer. Um, you know, like the outpouring mm. of OMG um, a- around it on, on Good Friday, I thought was a bit 
Yeah, uh, there's nothing. There's nothing even touching Chewie. We're home. Uh, just for pure like nerd baiting. Um, yeah, I mean Luke saying that he thinks it should be the end of the Jedi. I think it's totally just going to be like you can't. There are shades of grey. It's not just Jedi. It's sin. not the end of the Jedi. It's, it, 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 it's, it's just, that the thing is that it, it's it's such a it's the trailer form of fucking Superman's dead. It's yeah, not. I, I mean, I and think, it's not going to be. I think it's going <laughs> to be that there are shades of grey. That they're, they're, they're you know mo- like with Rogue One. Sometimes people have to do bad things to achieve a a, a greater end. Um, and I think that's gonna that's gonna be the idea here. But it is such a baiting. I I agree with that. It's such a boom. Everyone talk about this for the next six months. That you know, and like to be fair, given the amount of articles and shit that have been posted, yeah, probably. Um, but I don't know. I mean, there's some nice shots in it, but that's what you get when you spend two hundred million dollars on a film, or mm. however much they spent. Um, it's it just I don't know it's it's really 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 early days and this trailer didn't really say anything it, it didn't say anything no that, 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 that that's, last bit that's it, it, it it's it, it's the thing is when we chat about trailers we chat about trailers to sort of say whether we know what, what excited is about them or anything like that uh and i think it's kind of wrong in a way to then to, to criticize the trailer because it's the, the Star Wars shows are a little bit redundant because yes, people are going to see it anyway. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, it's I get why they have them like that, but it's just they they don't need to in a Star Wars they, they don't need to in a Star Wars trailer try and get you to go and watch it. You're already going to go and watch it. They just need to show you a little bit of it. That's it. Just have a trailer. That's it. To put it on TV so that the, the the people who aren't constantly looking for when it's out know, ah, new Star Wars is out. There we go. That that's that's all they need to do for a trailer. So it, it, it's it's a little bit kind of it doesn't need to tickle the balls, and it it, it it didn't for me to be honest. But then again, I, I'm kind of looking at it from the outside, and everybody seems to be getting really excited by it. So what I, I think what I was kind of wondering was, is there some bits I'm missing here? Is the reason why all of these people who were at this Star Wars convention thing were literally shitting their pants and rubbing it in their faces? They were that excited about this trailer. Am I missing loads of sort of iconography and bits from bits that, that that isn't there, or was it just just that 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 looking at it and going, "Oh my God, it's new Star Wars! Look, it's Luke!" Ah, it doesn't need to be amazing. It just needs to be exist essentially. Yeah, yeah, no, pretty much. I mean, and as I say. The poster is so much better than the trailer. Like I just oh, the poster, the poster's beautiful. Yeah, I mean that, that it's a fucking. I mean it's derivative, but it's a fucking great image. I mean, hero pose, Ray, lightsaber up in the air. You know that's that's great. I mean I'll be honest. I thought the face on the right was Ray again for way way longer than I. Should have before realizing it was Adam Driver. Um, <laughs> I thought she had really messy hair and she was like sweaty. <laughs> um, I genuinely like that took me a while. Uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, we'll we'll see. It's um, 
I I know they're going to double down on Ray and Luke on this one, but I really hope we get some solid Oscar Isaac, John Boyega stuff going on as well. I want them back together again because the brief time they're together in The Force Awakens is brilliant, and I want more of that. I, I, I just noticed what, what you were saying. I, I thought it was Ray as well. Yeah, it's Adam Driver, isn't it? It, it is... <laughs> When you say it's Adam Driver, it's totally Adam Driver. It's like the, it's like the time I called the, the the girl in the cinema a man, and then as soon as the light hit her face, it was like, oh yeah, you're a girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. So, so Star Wars watching it. Glad Star Wars fans are are very excited. Totally. But... I don't want to be like a minch face joy assassin to coin a mic term. Like yes. I, I, I genuinely don't. It's just. That trailer is not as good as a lot of the other Star Wars marketing has been, including the poster that came out the same day. Yeah. Yes. Um, any other trailers? I just want... Oh, uh, actually, um, oh, fucking hell, what's it called? One Detroit. Detroit, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, speaking of John Boyega, fuck yeah, man. This looks like a kind of like Assault on Precinct 13, but real. Yeah, it is. Um, it, it, it's from one of my sort of favorite directors, so I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, yeah, all over it, just all over it. It's interesting that it's getting a summer release. Yeah, like. But then, it, it, then again, it, apart from September or October, where do you where do you place this? That's the thing. Well, I mean, it's a socially charged kind of thing. I mean, they could, like, proper November, December it if they wanted to. But it, it like, I think Annapurna are going for the dollar rather than the prestige, maybe, with that kind of yeah. release date, um, which, which is cool by me. You know what I mean? Like, not every film needs to be Oscar-chasing. But I'm kind of surprised because this, this director, this subject matter kind of feels like it should be. But yeah, it, yeah it, it, it does look a little bit like that. Like it's maybe it's not, is it? And um, Will Poulter, fuck. Yeah. That guy, that guy picks interesting. He's got a good agent. Yeah, he's I mean, got a he, good agent. He's got a good eye. But you think about it. When he started in sort of Rambo, didn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he's from a very young age. He's he's always kind of gone really quite interesting. But you know. Well, I mean, he was almost Pennywise, wasn't he? Um, when he was almost Reboot. Pennywise. He was, he was casted as Pennywise. He's, he's, he's going to be in the um, in Detroit. I think he's also in the um, new David Michon film. Oh, really? Which I think okay. is the Netflix War Machine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, yeah. Um, so he's in that. Um, and obviously he's in this. Um, very good American accent. Uh, yeah, no, I mean he had a he had a good American accent in Way of the Millers as well, but it, it's good. I mean, good on yeah. him though. He seems to be branching out, and um, yeah, uh, fair play. Um, he's running with his face a little bit as well. Sorry. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is a criticism, but he, you know he has mentioned it before that he has a I've seen an interview with him, uh, and he said uh, that he has a character actor's face, <laughs> and they the, the interviewer kind of said, "Oh, what do you mean?" Uh, in quite an innocent sort of response and he went I'm not a good looking man oh bless him <laughs> and, and shut up and, oh, no, you, you know you're not a bad looking guy he went I, you, don't, you don't have to 
um, be nice to me. I'm, I'm, I'm rich. Yeah, that's, right. <laughs> that's good. I mean, he's, he's, the, he's, he's not a ten. He's not a two. No, he's, he's not. He's, he's like he's like a six, a six point five. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. He's an interesting. He's gonna. He's one of those ones where when he hits forty, he's gonna find his groove, and people are gonna go, "Ooh, he's quite hot, actually." Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He's one of those. But I just I remember, I remember the interview thinking, "Do you know what? That's such a fucking cool answer." <laughs> good on him. Yes, uh, and uh, the, 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 for me, the big trailer. I, I of mean, the... to be fair, I think maybe for me as well. Like, you fucking WhatsApped this to me the other day. Yeah. And then the poster came out, and it was like, um, this is oh. quintessential dude and a monkey, I think. It know? is, isn't it? The, the Hitman's Bodyguard <laughs> starring Ryan yeah. Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, yeah. The the <laughs> when when I will always love you kicks in in that trailer. I was I, I was just going. Do you know what? Yeah, just I I I cannot wait for this movie. And then when the fucking poster came out, if nobody's seen the poster, if you have if you're listening now, and you haven't it's seen the poster for the Hitman's Bodyguard. It it's not fan made. That is the actual poster. So just quickly Google it, uh, listeners. It is essentially the blue hue, the font, the same tagline and everything from the bodyguard, but it is Ryan Reynolds carrying Samuel L. Jackson. Never let him out of your sight. Never let your guard down. Never fall in love. I, it's just... It, it just... It's exceptional. I, like, And it's directed by Patrick... Fucking Gary Oldman's in it, right? Gary Oldman's uh, in it, yeah. Um, and it's directed by Patrick Hughes, director of uh, Red Hill and uh, The Expendables 3. So, 3, yeah. You know, it's going to be competent action as well, but yeah. at the very least. Yeah, because, I mean, The Expendables 3, you know, the, the action was fantastic, I, I, I thought. You know, um, even Stallone says it, it's the... It's, 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 you know, he's still, Solon still maintains that his favourite of the Expendables movies is the first one, but he says that the, the, the best looking and the best set pieces are in the third one. Yeah, I go with that. I, I quite want to rewatch Expendables 3, actually. I might, I might do that at some point, but, um, I, I think I might, I, I remember, I remember we both really quite enjoyed that thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Um, certainly more so than two. Um, yeah, I just, it, this looks like a, a, boatload of fun yeah you know like no one's taking anything in this fucking film seriously i want to see ryan reynolds and samuel L. jackson in a comedy buddy movie and yes. that's what i'm gonna get so yeah that's it. it those guys are perfect uh foil for each other yeah i mean it's it's a great it's a great trailer i mean it, it seems to be an exactly what it says on the tin kind of thing and uh, let the rye rye renaissance continue good on him Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, the main event. I don't think there was no other trailer to the chat, was there? Uh, no, I think I'm good. Cool, cool. The, uh, the main event, um, Fate of the Furious, I think, as we are going to call it. Is that what we're calling it, Fate of the Furious? We yeah, have to get I mean, this right. The, the title card says Fast and Furious 8. I think, again, like they do this. Um, like oh, in this the US well, and the we? UK, it's known, diff- known as different things. So... Um, like, I think it is Fast and Furious 8 over here, but it's Fate of the Furious in the US. The title well, card calling... definitely said Fast and Furious 8. Well, I'm calling it Fate of the Furious. I'm calling it Fate of the Furious as well, because they keep on talking about Fate in the fucking film. 
Yes, uh, it is um, directed by F. Gary Gray. Um, stars as if I need to go through this, but I'm going to. Vin Diesel, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Jason Statham, Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Gibson, Chris Ludacris Bridges, uh, Natalie Emmanuel, uh, Kurt Russell, Charlize Theron's there, and Scott Eastwood uh, turns up. It is the highest opening weekend movie of. Of all time, being Force Awakens. What? Oh, internationally. Um, with, yeah, no, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, internationally, it is. It has grossed already £532 million in its opening weekend, which means that already it has made its budget back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's doing over a billion. It's just... Oh, it is. It is. Um, it, and... It, it's got two weeks. It's got it's got two weeks, and then like kind of dust. Like you've got Guardians in two weeks. That's gonna swallow everything up. But Furious Seven did about one point five billion. This doesn't get there. No, but it, it gets over a billion. It gets over a billion, and that's that. That's kind of what they're what they're aiming for. It was a different. I think they're looking at the fact that that Seven had. Had no one, no one draw. died. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> had know, a certain so, draw to it that yeah. this one doesn't uh, as much. So if it makes less, they're not going to consider it a flop, and they're not going to go, "Oh fuck it, we want them to make in nine and ten. It nine and a half. Nine and ten will get made no matter what. If the next one makes a quid, <laughs> nine and ten will still get made. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So yes. Um, well, the, the story of the film is uh, we um, start the film in Havana, where uh, Letty and Tom are now residing because they always reside in a different place at the start of every movie. Yeah. We get the standard has to be there, um, Fast and Furious drag race, essentially, um, street race. So we get that done and out of the way, which I think was quite interesting in the fact that that is right. There you go. We've given you the girls. We've given you the race. Boom. The movie starts now. Literally, the movie starts now yeah. because you get you've got you've had all the bits and then you get the title the actual title of the movie comes up after that race has gone and it is bang here you go the movie now starts and Don gets introduced to Charlie's Theron Cypher uh, who shows him a mobile phone I know we're all spoilers all the time guys so we're going to get spoiled into this quite quickly uh, shows him a mobile phone with at the time we don't know what's on it but this causes him to go rogue and go against the gang. And the gang are up against something that they've never been up against. They're up against Dominic Toretto. Ian, Fate of the Furious, what did you think? I really, really liked Fate of the Furious. I'm a little shaky as to why it's getting a relatively mixed response. Because, yes, it doesn't have the emotional investment that Furious 7 kind of did naturally have to it, given what happened with Paul Walker. It does everything that you expect one of these films to do. Um, Even though I would suggest that I would prefer these films at this point if Vin Diesel wasn't in them. Um, I'd be fine with the rest of the crew in it, but it kind of feels like Vin Diesel want like as producer, and then his production company's logo comes up at the start of the film for the first time in the franchise as well. One race, um, mm. it kind of 
frankly, the Dom stuff is mainly him in a car or him trying to act. And I oh. get... Oh, you're right. Yeah, I lost you for a second there, but you're back. Okay. Yeah, like I was saying there, um, either he's driving or he's trying to act. And I would much rather see The Rock and Jason Statham escape from prison or Jason Statham fight on an airplane carrying a, car, a baby car seat around. Um or Tyrese and Ludacris just taking the piss out of each other. Um, or pretty much anything that's not Vin Diesel trying to emote. Because <laughs> th- th- this, is, this is the thing. I Because this, this franchise has always been about family. Um, well, or at least it has for like the last like three or four films. And I get that. But it's not as fun as the other stuff. And I want more of the other stuff and less of Diesel. And it sounds like Diesel wants more of him and less than the other stuff, unless the other stuff also involves him from a, from a behind-the-scenes point of view. And that, I, I from from his pers- point of view, personal point of view, yeah, I, I, I understand that. From a me point of view, more Stafe, more The Rock, less Diesel. But it filled the time very nicely i thought the third act worked really well for once it's a third act that goes really big but i thought stuck the landing um yeah, yeah which uh, you know it, it doesn't happen a lot with with big films to be fair um i wonder where they go now because apparently this is the start of another trilogy and okay so cypher is going to be the big bad of the trilogy but what do, I mean? I, what do they do next? Like the the previous bad guys have teamed up with them, um, and you know uh, Dom's gone against his family. Uh, they can't do like one of them's killed and then they're out for revenge because they already did that. Um, like what? Where? What do they do now? Uh, it, it, apart from space, just put them <laughs> in space. Put them in space. You know, I mean, it, it's like just go, go retarded. I think that's that's like properly full on retarded. <laughs> I think that's all they can do now. It and, wouldn't surprise you, though, would it? No, and I I would revel in it. Yeah. Um, I just I don't need. I I don't need family. I I just like I I, I, I no I'm done. I I don't need that. Anyway, your thoughts. <laughs> I think it might be my favourite one. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing, man. I I think it might be my favourite one. Um, it's, I'm saying it's upper. Sorry, just to say, I'm saying it's upper middle tier, but I'm like set six, seven, and eight are really mingling for me. Yeah, they, they are. It's um, I think you mentioned it uh, uh, that when this film is is on. It's it is fucking so on. fucking on. Yeah. Um. I really enjoyed the the opening um race. Yes. I thought it was fun. I thought it was it it, it was a great nod to um 
to, to, to the series, essentially. Yeah. Uh, essentially going, winking and saying, look, we haven't, we haven't forgotten our roots. We're not... What you, what you think is going to happen is we're not going too fucking serious. Later on, there's going to be a fucking submarine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A submarine. We're going batshit. So here you go. It's bright. It's colourful. There's booties. There's bad guys. And I'm backwards and on fire. Yeah. But for now, we're going to kind of settle in and it's going to be a little bit like a an espionage thriller for a while. But don't fucking worry. Later on, Statham's going to talk to a baby. Yeah. Um, the prison break scene is fantastic. Fuck, man. That tune that like, that plays along with it, because it's F. F. Gary Gray who directed Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. So the audio side of this film is really spot on as well. And the way that it cuts to that fucking track is amazing. Yeah, like, it is. Oh. There's, there's a flair to it. Um and of course, you know, he's uh, uh, um, Gary Gray directed um, Italian Job, I think, didn't he? He did, he did. He did, yeah, and that's that's a fun movie. Yeah, it's a it competently yeah. directed movie, you know, the, 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 the driving scenes in that remake are good, you know, and he's he's worked with a lot of the people around this. Um, it's It was a well-directed movie, you know, that was... He added a, a real, a definite playfulness, um, and he said... Hang on a minute. He kind of almost looked at it and went, "I don't think Jason Statham did enough Stathamism in the in um, Fury Seven. Yeah. So we're going to give him a lot more kind of Stathaminess in this. And he got that. He got that in the um, in the Prison Break scene where you also got a, a glorious. There's, there's a the, the the worst thing that these movies could do, the Fast and Furious movies could do, is to start taking themselves seriously. Yeah. They haven't. You've got um, Hobbs being essentially almost an otherworldly fucking character. He's 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 verging on being supernatural in the fact that he's getting shot with plastic bullets um, and just going plastic bullets really and just walking into them as if they're nothing um, and. Can I just say, I've been shot with a beanbag bullet before, and it fucking hurts. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm not saying I'm a tough man. I'm not a tough man. I actually genuinely thought I'd been shot when I got shot with a plastic bullet. And it hurts. And I, let's be honest, Dwayne Rock Johnson, me. I, I don't think what hurts me barely even fucking, fucking touches Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but that's from point blank range, <laughs> and I'm guessing that they're a lot more powerful than the one I was shot with. So it, it, it's glorious the fact that he's just walking into it, and then you get the scene of the three guys stood there, and he's just battering rams through them. It was it was wonderful. And then you've got Kurt Russell, who, who just looks like a guy who was. Five years ago was, for all intents and purposes, was retired. Yeah. Who now is cropping up, and it's like he's showing up for a few days. He gets himself an and, and he's, he's just having fun. He's kind of almost like Kurt Russell a few years ago when, hang on a minute, I'm Kurt fucking Russell. Yeah. And he's he's been sat there on the beach with Goldie Hawn and gone. Should I be making more of the fact that I'm Kurt fucking Russell? And she's gone, uh, yeah. And he's gone, all oh, right. Picked up the phone with his agent and gone, hey, agent, I'm Kurt fucking Russell. Give me some Kurt fucking Russell roles. 
put the phone down and then just this has happened and Guardians has happened and other stuff will happen. It's it's glorious. Um, I also thought that Charlize Theron was brilliant as the the big bad. Yeah, I thought she was solid, man. She like, worked. Very she was threatening. Like you, you never. It, it was like yeah, she could totally kill that kid. Yeah, yeah. If, if she wanted to, she could shoot that kid in the face and not give a shit. Yeah. I I, I liked that. I also like the fact that she was a bit mad that she got angry. She also seemed to really enjoy the fact that she was playing with a submarine. Yeah. Why not? Even though the uh, I, I the hack counter hack was a yeah. bit, it, it was a bit nineties. It know. was a little bit night. It was a little bit. I'm gonna say things. Uh, I'm gonna type at the same time. I'm saying these things and I'm typing and I'm basically explaining what, what I'm doing. Who are you explaining it to? Literally, let you getting the shit beaten out of her yeah, by yeah. an Eastern European, and you're just you're, you are just fucking telling her what you're doing. Why don't you hurry up and do it? But I mean, they get. I mean, like, they even gave Michelle Rodriguez some good physical shit to do in this one as well. You know, I mean, uh, it, it, it's they 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 act on people's strengths here, which yeah. uh, is is just really they know what they're doing. They, these these things are they almost in a way they kind of make themselves now. It's just input outlandish scene here, plus Tyrese and Ludacris taking the piss out of each other. Plus Vin Diesel growling about family equals Fast and Furious film, but it is it is like they all sat around with with Chris Morgan and we went right. We've done a plane, yeah. We've done a safe, yeah. Um, we, what 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 next? Uh, submarine? They we can't have, do. They have we to can't do, do submarines. They have what? to do a rocket next. Death Rocket or something, something. It has to be something like that. But it's just like, we can't do a submarine. I'd get a submarine type. <laughs> We're fast and furious. Watch us. Yeah, straight you know, up. You know, do you know what? The one directorial mistake that, that F. Gary Gray made in that movie was when Dwayne Johnson is hanging outside of the the big fucking thing that he's in and the torpedoes there he should have punched it he should have punched the torpedo why didn't he punch the torpedo yeah you're right that he should have just pushed it he should have he should have hung out and just hit the torpedo yeah no fair that's fair and can I also make a make a, a very bold claim go on is Jason Statham now the best action hero, proper old school fucking action hero of all time. That is a bold claim. Who? Who? Who else is there? Well, yeah, no, I mean, I suppose in terms of the fact that, like, the hand-to-hand stuff, he does just as well, Karen. if not better, than the gunplay stuff. So, yeah, all right. I mean, I, I think you might have some people maybe more versed in, in Asian action. Maybe. There's, there's Asian action there. All right, uh, Western, start. But I, think, you, I think Western, you might be on to something. Yeah, when, when, and, and there's a good kind of assumption made there. In terms of Western, so I'm throwing out people like um, Stallone, who I love, but I'm going to throw him out there as action hero, and I'm going to throw in Van Damme, Schwarzenegger um, and fucking Dudikov and all these type of people and then when you look at it and you look at 
for the amount of amount of movies they make. So when you actually go back and look at it, for Schwarzenegger, in terms of action star, there's actually not as much as you'd think. Same for Stallone. Van Damme, there's loads, but the majority of it is absolute fucking bobbins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and... You know, there's there's other ones that are our favourites that are there, but they're not at the same level as Statham when you actually look at the amount he's done that has just been purely fucking entertaining. And that that scene of, of him with the baby going round, I thought was fantastic. I thought it was it was absolute vintage Statham at the absolute top of his game. I, I, I think you could maybe argue that it feels like it's from a completely different film than the one you're watching. But... You could. You could. I really... Don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed it. But it kind of feels like, shit, why is there this five-minute Statham film in the middle of a Fast and Furious film? But I suppose it's because he's got to... He, it's, somebody's got to go get the baby. No, I understand that. From a plot point of view, I understand it. But, like, almost tonally, it feels... Like, because they're obviously, like, referencing hard-boiled and whatnot. It, it, it feels yeah. like... It, 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 it just feels like a short film within a Fast and Furious film, whereas Statham's other interactions in, in the whole thing feel more like what you, what you expect. Like, excuse me, him and The Rock breaking out Fine, that yeah. feels of a piece. Him, and also considering the fact that Deckard Shaw in Fast 7 is like a sociopathic, I will stop at nothing to kill these people, and now he's making sure Vin Diesel's baby is safe. There's yeah. there's a bit of cognitive dissonance there, I think. Yes, they, they, they flipped him for the next two movies. Yeah, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that, because I just want to see more safe in these films. But it's weird that... They end Fast 7 on like him being put into Supermax, essentially. And and then it's like, right, okay, so what's going to happen now? But then after Paul Walker went, it's almost like they had to get some replacement oh, guys guy. with the good guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, because Scott Eastwood ain't going to cut it. Like, I, I, no, if I, he's I, not I, in the next one, that's fine. I, I, I thought he was all right. He was I fine, he, but, you know. He was bad. But I think that... Do you know what? I'll, I'll say for him, he's a good sport because he is literally used as a, a foil for them to bounce jokes off. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You know, and, and, and for, for a guy who, yeah, probably doesn't need the money but kind of wants to be... He seems to want to be a certain kind of actor. And... It kind of hasn't really worked for him yet. And then to have the first thing you do in this big sort of franchise that you're trying to get your, you know, your, your name in and you're trying to be, you know, the, the one who's going to get picked up for the next one is getting picked up and slammed into a wall sideways by, by, by Dwayne Johnson is, 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 you've got to be a good sport to go along with that, I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, no, I mean, no, no, for sure. I mean, that bit was fucking brilliant as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, it what did just... you think of the um, Helen Mirren being um, Stephen's mum? Loved it. Sorry, loved it. <laughs> just like, you've, yeah. got, you've got until I finish this cup of tea and I'm fucking thirsty. It, it like, that was fine. 
Yeah, for, for that to be the for that to be the one F bomb that you could get in this movie kind of felt Shit, right. You're right. It was as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, oh. it's twelve A. You get one F bomb. I yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Cracking F bomb then. You know, like that's a, a yeah. That's that's up there with the with the all time F bombs. That is um, with, with, with with um with Wolverine. Fuck off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or was it go fuck yourself? Go fuck yourself, yes, that was it. That was good. That's, it's just, like, is she going to be in the next ones? Because it feels so weird getting Alan Mirren in for, to do, what, two scenes? Well, apparently it was, she um, asked Vin Diesel. Really? Apparently, yeah, apparently, she asked Vin Diesel and said, I'd love to be in, in, in those movies in, in some capacity, doesn't need to be in a big capacity, but, it looks fun. I'd like to be part of that world. Well, fine. And, you know, you've even got Luke Evans in there, because why the fuck not? You know, it, That's it. It, it's, it does seem to be a, a, a franchise where it's... I mean, I, I was talking at Xbox today and saying that it, it's... It's such an important franchise in movies, which is really, really fucking weird. <laughs> it is weird, because isn't it? But you're right, yeah. Because in a time where everybody is, um, rightly or wrongly, I'm going to put it out there, um, is constantly fucking crowing about diversity in cinema, etc. You've got a movie here where you have a racially diverse cast, um, which is leaning very much more um, towards having... Uh, black actors um, and in it than, than than white actors to an extent, which is a problem, not criticism, but you've got leaning towards that, which is cool. Um, the female characters are not just there to be laid out; they actually have their work to do, they actually have their jobs, and it, it's all there. The everybody is is dragged down by their relationship to somebody else. Mm. You know, everybody is the same. You can't just say, oh, no, Letty's hindered by her love for Dom. Well, Dom's hindered by his love for Letty and all over the place. The whole movie is based around people, you know, everybody in its failing is the fact that they're all very close. Yeah. And that's that's, that's the beauty of it. You know, the only criticism that you might end up getting from this is, well, when's a female, when do we get a female director? That is the only criticism that, 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 that those people are going to be able to throw it at some point. And who knows? You know, they haven't announced who's going to be directing the next one, I don't think, have they? No, they haven't, yeah. No, I mean, but that's the thing. I mean, like, you, you've got the, the the highest grossing debut for an African-American director with this one as well. You know, yeah. And James Wan did, and Justin Lin did the previous ones. So that that's the thing. It's just if... I think there are, you know, other franchises and areas can take the, the, the weight of representation at this point. I think Fast and Furious has probably done enough, you know, if, if, it, yeah. if it continues, if the next one were directed by um, Catherine Bigelow, then, you know, great. Um, you know, I mean, like, fuck, if it was directed by um, Karen Kasama or something, you know, equally, why not? Yeah, uh, it's the thing is with, with directors they they go for directors who who aren't going to take it in too serious a direction I think, and that's that that's that's right. Like you say, they've already got 
They're good directors who are competent directors who can bring a little bit of themselves to it and a little bit of their flair to it. But whilst also saying, look, you've got the fucking building blocks. All you need to do is fucking put them together and create the next movement. You need to have this, 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 and all of these bits, and then there you go, we've got a movie. You put them together, and you can put a little few bits, you can paint them in whatever fucking colour you want, as long as they all, they're all in there. Yeah, no, exactly. Sorry, I um, Noel's uh, sent us a review, and uh, I, I was just getting up. No, yeah, no, it, that, that, that's exactly it. And I mean... It's so fucking weird that these films are what they are, like, culturally and from a box office point of view now. I mean, it's great. Yes. And I used, I used to be so fucking shitty about these films. Like, I, I really, really was. And I will say, I still think that Fast Five is really overrated. I like Fast Five, but people still seem to hold it up as the the high watermark for the series and I don't see it I suppose it's because I think the reason for that is because it it took it it took everybody by surprise oh no yeah yeah no absolutely and I think it, yes. it was because it, it kind of it was almost the fucking to kind of fucking what is it phrase it was almost the ride or die for for the series of films sure. was if that one didn't fucking land that that would have been it yeah and so they took a few more chances and they went, right, we're going to go in a different direction, we're going to go a bit fucking stupid and we're going to get really indulgent. And that worked. And they found a fucking... They, you know, they struck gold with that. And all they're doing now is they're just fucking just mining that gold and just keeping fucking going. And, you know, as long as it keeps producing, that's it. You know, at the end of the day now, the idea was that they announced after seven, I think it was, or was it after six, that there was going to be ten. Um, yeah, so there's, it was, yeah. there's eight now, and then in two years' time, there's nine, and in two years after that, there's ten, and that'll be 20 years, I believe, from the yep. first one. Yeah. And that'll be that'll be it. They're gonna box it off as ten and say, bang, there we go. We've done ten. That's the idea. Whether or not we'll get to ten and go, hang on a minute, it still fucking works. What do we do? It's just you've got to wonder: Are they not all gonna be? Maybe starting to get on a bit, yeah. That, that's the other thing. Ten seems ten will be amazing if they get to ten and maintain this level. And you look back at it and go, "Fucking hell, is Tokyo Drift really the worst film out of these ten movies?" Because Tokyo Drift is a bit shit, but it's still fun enough. I think Fast and Furious is the worst of them. Or unless I, I don't know, maybe I did say Tokyo Drift. I probably did say Tokyo you Drift. Did say yeah, but I, I Fast and Furious is still. Just, I mean, yeah, I mean that that film is just CGI all over the fucking place, and I I, I don't know. It was like I'm. It, they they still hadn't quite rebooted in the way that Fast Five does. Yeah. Um. But. Yeah, I I mean, I I still really really like uh, Furious Seven. I really really like Furious Seven. Um, but this is this is up there. This is definitely up there. Well, I, I, I might rewatch Furious Seven again um, soon. The thing about I mean, the thing about Furious Seven is that the Rock's not in it enough because of scheduling. 
you know, like, and that, that's what it, it was, was it? That's what it was, you know, they have him, like, hold up in hospital for most of it because of scheduling conflicts. I think he might have been doing San Andreas around that time. Um, so it's, yeah, um, F6, I really like as well. Um, you know, probably, it's probably a notch below 7 and 8 for me. Um, but yeah, I think these last four are definitely the best. Can't be a question, yeah. You know, and, and long may it continue. Definitely not shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not shit on this as well. Um, our audience poll was uh, definitely not shit, 75%, touching cloth, 0%, and shit, 25%. Oh, come on now. Right, and shall we do Noel's review? Yes. Right, I'm going to hold it up to the mic. We'll see how well this goes. If it's shit, then I'll just, like, put it in the um You drop in it in, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, gentlemen. Uh, it's Noel here. Uh, I'm sorry I can't be with you tonight. Um, as you both know, uh, we recently had our second child, and uh, our first child is... Uh, has become incredibly difficult to manage as a result um, so uh, we've also got visitors this weekend um, my brother-in-law and his girlfriend are here so it's all a bit mental in our house at the moment um, but I did want to uh, just drop you a quick line because uh, we had talked about me popping by to talk with you about Fast and Furious 8 or Fate of the Furious uh, the much better title which hasn't been used in the UK for some reason um, because I did find a little bit of time this week uh, when my mum was looking after Charlie to just sneak out and go and watch some cars exploding. I, I really felt like I, I kind of needed it. It's been a you know it's been a busy old couple of weeks. Um, I would go straight out of the gate and say it's definitely not shit. So there's that. Um, it's like most of the other uh, post Tokyo Drift. Uh, Fast and Furious films it, it is an ex, a really exciting and kind of silly action heist adventure um, I love all of the Fast and Furious films as, as, as I know you know um, I tend to think of them in two separate ways, I tend to think of the sort of the first three uh, and then the sort of post Tokyo Drift era um, and and of those uh, of that sort of era uh, the post sort of Tokyo Drift era, the sort of four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, I don't know quite where I would rank it. I, I know Ian on Twitter has kind of said that it's it's middle upper tier. Um, I think of the last movies, of the last sort of four movies, it's it's at the bottom of the ladder for me. Ooh. But if we're sort of summing up, summing up the whole franchise, um, I would put it straight down the middle. Um, it's it's got a lot of the action that, that you want. It's got a lot of the things that you want from a from a Fast and Furious movie, uh, but it does feel a bit plodding at times. Um, the last two, in particular, have really amped things up and really gone crazy and and been unapologetically stupid at times. Um, and there was something about this one that just felt like it was at points taking itself just a touch too seriously. Um, I really enjoyed The Rock in it. I really, really enjoyed Jason Statham. I was so delighted that they found, um, they made better use of him this time around. Um, one of the frustrations with the last film was that Statham just kind of kept popping up 
randomly and not really having too much of an effect on things. Whereas in this film, you know, you've got the prison sequence, uh, which was absolutely fantastic. You've got the um, the aeroplane sequence with the baby carrier, which honestly is one of the best things I've ever seen in a, in a Fast and Furious movie. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's <clears throat> it's great because of those two. Um, I think the sort of side characters, the ludicrous, the um, the the I forget the guy's name now. Um, the other dude, uh, the ludicrous character, the um, oh god, the girl from Hollyoaks. I forgot her name. Yeah. Um, I'm not very good at remembering actors' names. You know this. Um, but yeah, the sort of side characters. I didn't think any of them particularly shined. They're just kind of there to provide, um, you know, the extra hands. A lot of the time, um, but really, it's kind of it's the Rock and Statham show, which which kind of surprises me a little bit because uh, you know, as you rightly pointed out to me, and apart from the plot, um, Vin Diesel doesn't have a great deal to do, uh, and to be honest with you, a lot of the time he's just kind of walking around, and, and even in the even in the some of the, the sort of bigger action scenes where Charlie's Theron as kind of you know is specifically using him to do certain things, there were moments where I was sort of questioning it and going, well, why did she need him to do this? Uh, I think the moment in particular is you know where they organise that entire. Um, car sequence in the city and all the cars are being thrown around and it's all for the purpose of pinning down that sort of politician in that limousine and then you've got Vin Diesel just sort of shows up in a um, in a sort of almost superhero-esque um, outfit and, and cuts cuts the car cuts the car open and, and you know threatens to, to blow it up with the TNT that could have been anyone there was no real reason that that had to be specifically Dom could have been all the um, ginger scam so looking guy couldn't it actually yeah, could there's, there's moments where I wonder why Vin Diesel is not taking a back seat but just he's in the front seat but he doesn't really feel like he's getting to do a lot of the fun stuff point. and that surprises me whereas Statham and The Rock they get to do a lot of the fun stuff um, so overall I enjoyed it um, as I say it did what I needed it to do for me. Um, I hope that the future installations get back to being a little less self-conscious and a little more stupid, because that's what I want and that's what I like. Um, but all in all, it's another great entry in, in, a, in a franchise that continues to entertain. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, hope you have a good show. Sorry I can't be there once again. I was really kind of looking forward to digging into Peppa Pig, my first cinema experience with Ian, mm. uh, which unfortunately I will now not get to do. Mm. Um, but uh, until next time, and when I say next time, I mean the next Marvel movie. Um, Two weeks. I will speak to you soon. Two Bye-bye. Weeks. Nice one. Uh, Thank you much for that, Nell. Yeah, I think that came out okay. So, yeah, I mean, he makes a point there, actually. Like, why did she need Dom to do all this stuff? Even though, then again, it is kind of established later on that Dom, Dom had basically fucked up her plans over the last couple of films because she was, like, the the, the big bad behind them. Like, so she was behind Jim on Honsu and behind Luke Evans. So she's kind of putting him through all this shit to put him through all this shit, basically. Oh, Hello. Hello. Yeah. So. Get out for a second there, but yeah. Yeah, she's she's like she's putting him through all that stuff 
to put him through it all because like he he fucked her over in the last couple of films basically. So it um I suppose it, it, it kinda makes sense from from that point of view, but um yeah, that New York sequence was fucking mental. <laughs> yeah, it was it was yeah. <laughs> it was strange. Cool. Right, so Ian, uh, what have you been watching this past week? Uh, so, yeah, I've got a few things. Um, what can we talk about quickly? Uh, so, we're going to talk about Need for Speed next week, aren't we? Cause you, we are, uh, yes, because I, I, I just didn't... I got half of it watched. Oh, that's cool. No worries. Uh, so, I... Very quickly, I'll just say I watched Blue Streak for some reason. Um, <laughs> Because it was on Netflix, uh, Martin Lawrence film from what the, the early noughties maybe. Uh, think yes, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it was late nineties, but certainly early noughties. I think it was fine. I uh, don't really know why I watched it to be honest, but it's not hateful or anything. Um, I watched uh, I watched the Hatton Garden Job. Um, oh yes. So out on VOD this weekend, uh, this 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 past week, and full disclosure. Uh, I know the writers, uh, Dean and Ray. Um, so yes, there's that. that there's that going in. Um, so uh, Dean's, uh, well, Dean and Ray are, are, are friends of Noel's, I believe. Um, and like, I kind of know Dean, Dean particularly through uh, through Noel, and uh, he's a good dude. Uh, very, uh, yeah, he's, he's a he's a nice guy. Proper isn't he? fucking cinephile, that guy. Um, so yeah, um, so th- that going in. Um, it's not perfect. Uh, there's a written review on on Vodzilla. I believe it's essentially a six out of ten. Um, so there's that. Um, the thing is, it, it's exactly what you think it is. Um, yep. It's except you know it. You you would kind of think it's going to be all like you fucking slag. Get down. Get down here, make my money, my fucking dinner, you fucking... Oi, you fucking coconut, I'm gonna fucking do ya. It's not that. Uh, it's it's more chill than that, I think, mainly because it, it's basically about about a bunch of older guys who did the Hatton Garden job uh, a couple of years back. Um, so, essentially, Matthew Good is the, the person who kind of put it all together... He's bankrolled by a bunch of generic Eastern Europeans led by Jolie Richardson. Um, it's fun to see her as an Eastern European mob boss, though. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, it, it is just fun. Um, and uh, he's basically the guy who never got caught. Uh, so the rest of them who did get caught, it's uh, Clive Russell, Phil Daniels, Larry Lamb, and another guy whose name I can't remember. Apologies. Um, and it's basically an episode of Hustle. Um, with Guy Ritchie late 90s early naughty sensibility but I watched it on Good Friday I didn't want anything demanding and I had a decent time with it you know it's it's not a world shaker but it's it's less aggressive than a lot of this kind of stuff is Um, I got behind the characters from a film point of view, I'm not talking about the real world, but from a film point of view, I got behind them. I thought Matthew Good added, and Jodie Richardson added a bit of class there, and Phil Daniels and Larry Lamb are kind of doing what you expect those two particular actors to do. And I had fun with it. I, you know, like I say, it's certainly not perfect. It's deriv- derivative as fuck. 
Um, but I certainly think that, that Dean and Ray knew what they were writing, and for the subject matter that they had, I think they did as well as as could be expected. Uh, so there you go. Um, good on them. They got a fucking film made, and yeah. I had a good time watching it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to catching it. Um, just because, like you say, um, I've you know conversed with with Dean several times uh, on 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 Twitter uh, over the sort of past six or seven years uh, I've met him a couple of times yep. uh, I'd be with him he's a, a really nice guy really good you know? moves, yeah. and he, you know, he, he he chats his movies really really quite well uh, I met Ray a, a few times as well um, so I don't know him as well as uh, I, I know Dean but you know it's it's cool when you kind of when you've people who you've spoken to and you've had you know any, uh, you know, you can call it a friendship. I think nowadays, um, even though you do speak mostly of, on, on, you know, online, um, it, it's cool when they they fucking nail something and they get, you know, they get something made, you know, and it's been it's had mixed reviews. I think would be fair to say, but yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's <sighs> a film that is of that budget and is getting that release is always going to get just mixed reviews. It's just it it's it it's basically what you think it's going to be. Uh, it, like, but like I say, it's you know, I think it's it's a better ver- it's a decent version of that. But you take your preconceptions going in, and yeah, you know they're just going to fit the bill there. You know, and it's if the thing is, if I didn't like it, I actually would have said I don't want to review this because I don't want to bad mouth people I like you know I, 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 I'm I not a full time film reviewer you know it's not something where I have to worry about like connections in the industry or, or any shit like that but I and, and I'm, I'm being 100% honest if I didn't like it I would talk about it on this show and say I didn't like it but I wouldn't pu- have a review published online saying I didn't like it because I like I like those guys yeah but, I like, uh, yeah, but I genuinely liked the film. It's not, it's not a world beater. It, it's, you know, like I say, it's, it's got, it's got problems, but it's a very easy watch. Cool. I'll, I'll look forward to getting to it this week. There I mean, right. I, was, I was hoping to get to it this week, but just this week's passed me by. We'll say. And um, well, no, quite. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're a busy dude. Um, so I also watched. Uh, fuck me, shit is, uh, slipping. Um, the fuck did I watch? I watched two films on Friday and two films on Saturday. I watched Need for Speed and Fury and Furious, um, Fast and Furious 8 yesterday. I watched Hatton Garden Job and Rogue One. I rewatched Rogue One. Oh, all right, yeah. Uh, which, um, I like Rogue One. I, I, I like it. That that's about what I've got to say there. I think that it maybe goes on a bit long. Um, Michael Giacchino's score towards the end, he has to do the kind of losty kind of fucking sounding slow piano stuff, and it takes me out of it because it's right. It's an episode of Lost. It really fuck. He like he's got a bag of tricks as Giacchino. And he seems to pull them out in every single fucking thing he does now. And it really <laughs> bothers me. It's like Star Trek. The start of Star Trek, 
where uh, the first one where um, Chris Hemsworth is basically off to his death. The oh, music yeah. is lost. It's lost. And the music at the end of Rogue One, where they're going to their deaths, it's lost. It's not Star Wars, it's lost. And the rest of it actually is quite Star Warsy. But then you got lost. It takes me <laughs> out of it. Um, yeah, I, it's, um, it's a film where I kind of would have liked to have seen the original vision before the reshoots. Um, I, I, there, there's a sense that shit is kind of all like slightly bolted together with this film, which is weird for a Star Wars film. Um, it, it, it's say what you want about the films. They, they feel like the, the visions of the filmmakers. This feels like slightly committee. Um, yeah. You know, you've, you know, you've got the dark ending, but you've also got, uh, Alan Tudyk's like, sarcastic droid and you know the the fan baiting references and stuff it, it's a bit i i i yeah i i don't i mean i know you really really like rogue one um i i'm not i'm not quite as high on it i think it's a solid four out of five and i would more dip below that than go above it um, if if I was if I was kind of reaching, um, but I I it's still a you know it's still a very good film and the Vader bit at the end is amazing. Uh, the CG character characters as well like it doesn't bother you as much on a small screen. I will say that, but fuck me if they just had the Peter Cushing character. Like, just be that reflection in that one scene. It would have been lovely. They have to have him walking around and talking and over-gesticulating. Like, it's something... Like, the mouth is rubbery. And the movements are robotic. And it just... It doesn't work. And the Carrie Fisher bit at the end... I said it beforehand. The eyes just seem a bit big to me. And it's... uh, Maybe that's just me. But... It, like apparently Kathleen Kennedy, the producer, and they're like the, the president of Lucasfilm. That they were like, we only would have done this if the technology was absolutely right. And it's like it's not. It's not right yet. It's not. I mean, the um, K2SO Alan Tudyk's character, like he looks like he's there. You know, it's it's easier to do that with CG robots than it yes. is CG actual living things. Absolutely, yeah, because there's the. The you expect it to look out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've, you've got that element of artificiality that's just expected. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like, uh, Grand, uh, the Grand Moff Tarkin, I think he's called Peter Cushing's character, it, it just, he's on screen too much, man. It, like, it just be that reflection. I remember in the cinema seeing it, it was that reflection, it was like, that's a great idea. Yeah. And then he turns around and starts walking, it's like, oh no. I remember you saying, saying the same thing when you watch it. And it. It totally. It doesn't look as bad as it's on a small screen because it's a smaller screen, but the the bits are still there. You know, it, it's 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 not great. Uh, but yeah, Rogue One. It's it's by. I mean, I mean, Felicity Jones is 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 very good in it. The cast are all very good. It just it it actually feels like a film of com- of compromise at points. 
Um, and especially when you look at the marketing as well. Like I watched the honest trailers like thing of of Rogue One after rewatching it, and just the amount of shit in the in the in the, the pre release marketing. The shots and lines and stuff that aren't in the finished product. I know that happens a lot. You know, Peter Jackson's mm. King Kong. There was a, a bit where uh, they, they hear Kong roar when they've only just, like, landed, which I, 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 she, it's uh, Naomi Watts, like, doing a practice scream and then he scream, like does his roar, and that's not in the film. I remember that from back in the day. But this, it's like the marketing campaign had loads of shit that is not in the finished film, and it's just like, well, where is that stuff then? I mean, fuck, man. Forrest Whitaker had a completely different haircut in some of the stuff in the in the marketing. And his character is not long round long enough to get a haircut in that fucking film. So uh, yeah, it's not that long, is it? No, no. So there you go. Um, oh, excuse me. Sorry. Uh, I've got a bit of cold. I've just got one last thing. Yeah. Uh, the void. Oh yes, you watched this, didn't you? Yeah. Um, kind of wish I didn't. Um, so it's on VOD now I rented it off iTunes um, so I was going to go see this at LFF until I missed my train um, but hey um, kind of, again kind of glad I didn't um, like seeing this in the cinema would have been fucking horrible this one's really grim it's like really fucking horrible um, and in a good way or a bad way yeah I mean in, in an impressive way um, it's body horror which yeah, you you don't like body horror. Is is my is my I don't like it. Me no likey. Um, so I'll say that going in. If you're not as bothered by body horror, you'll you'll have a better time with it. So story is um, a killing happens in a house and a guy runs away and people are chasing after him and the guy basically walks up onto a road where a sheriff is. And the guy's all bloodied up, and the sheriff takes him to a hospital. Once they're there, um, weird shit starts going down. Very quickly in, um, a person starts turning into something else. And a bunch of white-cladded people with, like, triangles on their their costumes where faces should be start rocking up. And then shit gets more body horror-y. Um... I'll leave it there. Um, so it, it's kind of like 80s Carpenter meets 80s Cronenberg. Um, which, ah. yeah, which um, is is going to do it for a lot of people, you know. Um, and, I mean, it's, it's impressive in its grimness, but I didn't have a very nice time watching it. I felt really fucking weirded out by it. And I'll be honest, I was looking at Twitter on my phone so I didn't have to look at the screen in parts. Um, (laughs) You know, and it's... You know, it's got a bit of barber chucked in there. There's massive doses of Prince of Darkness in there. You know, there's some videodromey kind of shit going on. It's... um, It's rough. I think you would enjoy it. Um, like the effects look like they're all practical and they're really impressive. Um, I I wouldn't begrudge a sequel, but I wouldn't watch it. Um, it, it you know, it's one of those ones where I can appreciate it, but I don't really ever want to think about it again. And that's just because it's my 
it's the shit that weirds me out. It's why I'll never watch Sliver again. Um, yeah, I get what you mean. Fucking, that fucking film, man. Just thinking about that film makes me feel ill. Um, and it's not about the quality of the film. It just is what it is. But yeah, I... This thing would fucking murder at Fright Fest. It's it's a higher tier... It's, it's a higher quality Fright Fest film... I don't know what I would give it, though, personally. Um, just because the narrative is fairly derivative. You know, the actual plot is no great shakes. But some of the some of the visuals on screen are really quite striking. And, like, fuck, man. A, a lot of you was asleep on the sofa next to me while I was watching it. And she fucking woke up at one bit. I'm so glad I she didn't see the screen at the bit I paused it at like because <laughs> like, Donna walked in as well and she was like what the fuck are you watching yeah and it was like it was like one of those kinds of things yeah uh, it's 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 grim uh you'll like it good I love grim yeah uh that's it for me cool I'll I'll, I'll fire through the, the few that I've watched then um so uh, while you were watching uh, Blue Streak, I was rewatching Cop Out. Uh, I am the only, <laughs> I'm the only human alive that's watched Cop Out three times, four times. Yeah, I think it's four. I think I've got mixed four. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I like Cop Out. The more I watch it, the more I like it. And, and I am without question the only person alive that likes Cop Out <laughs> um, because even and on the cast even like it. Uh, it's stupid. It's ridiculous. It makes no sense at all. Um, you can literally hear the fact that Bruce Willis hates it in every scene he's in, and he's in pretty much every single scene. Um, but yeah, I, I still thoroughly enjoyed Cop Out. Um, I was watching it going, ah, shit, I'm laughing. I've got to laughing again. Why am I laughing at this? Why am I still laughing? Ah, oh, Christ. I'm a terrible human. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, so there was that. Um, I I watched Nerve. Oh, uh, what do you think? Emma yeah. Robertson, Dave Franco movie. It's ah, it's weird because it's fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah, it is. But it's, <laughs> it's really, really fucking stupid in the sense of the actual central plot of, of Nerve is that there's this online game. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, this is an online game and you log into it and you choose to be a watcher where you can watch what's happening in the, the game or you can be a player. And if you're a player, essentially what happens is um, you get given dares and the dares, you gain a financial reward for dares, but the dares go up and they get more daring, and the more daring they get, the more money you get, and the dares are chosen by the viewers in some way, which you kind of not really explained how it's kind of chosen, or anything like that. Um, and Emma Roberts' character gets kind of almost emotionally manipulated into into playing this game by her seemingly best friend who is playing the game um, who kind of oh, like shames her it. Dave Franco's already playing it but there's there's something about him and it also goes through through the standard kind of fucking channels um, I actually really I, yeah I, I enjoyed it I got easily enough out of it to make it worth the, the 95 minutes that it is yeah no for sure it's um 
I think it's a fun film, man. Like I think it is, yeah. yeah. It, it's go on. Like like something like The Purge, whereby I mean I didn't like The Purge, but The Purge the theory of the purge is it makes nerve makes perfect sense if you just watch it and all you ingest is what's going on. Don't think about it outside of the world that it's giving you because the minute you do, it's a house of fucking cards and it just all fucking falls down. But I don't see why you would because it's actually quite a lot of fun spending time with Emma Roberts and Dave Franco. They're quite... They're quite entertaining to spend time with. They're, it works. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it, and I could see me watching it again, to be honest. Very good. Yeah, no, I, I think I would as well. Yeah, and some of the future, it, it, it's, if it was 106 minutes, I probably wouldn't, but it's not. It's 96 minutes. Yes. Um, I rewatched Knocked Up because I've not seen it in a long time after How watching Superman. How did Okay. Uh, I decided to give it another go. Now, I didn't like Knocked Up that much when I first watched it. I found it to be a little bit... I mean, it was too long. It is still too long. It's like well over two hours, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's two hours ten, yeah. which for a comedy is is too long. Um, they're all really quite young in it. Like, really young yeah. in it. Um, and they've all got their own names in it. Yeah, that's right. They do, don't they? Um... And the idea is that they're uh, making a, a website, which essentially is Mr. Skin, but none of them have heard of Mr. Skin. And I think that was why I disliked it to an extent, was because it felt a little bit like they'd have heard of Mr. Skin. Yeah. They're, they're, they're stoners and they're stupid, but they're not that fucking stupid. Um, Catherine Heigl in it, I remember thinking at the time, she plays too much, she plays it like too much of a bitch. But then you kind of find out that, no, she just is a terrible person. Yeah. Um, and Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann's characters are just fucking annoying in it. Uh, Bex was, was gobsmacked when I said to her toward the end of it, you know they made a sequel to this? She's like, did they? I know that. I was like, yeah, they made a sequel to it. But it's just about Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann's characters when they're about to turn 40. And she's like... Is that a This Is Forty movie? I was like, yeah. yeah. Sure. That just, fuck off. That just sounds horrible. You're not going to be able to watch that yet. I was like, we might watch it at some point soon. What did you make so of what's it like? Time, like, did you? I was like, I hated it. <laughs> and I hated This Is Forty. It was just This Is Shouting. Um, but yeah, it's not up. I enjoyed it. It was okay. Uh, I bought it on iTunes for three ninety nine. Um I will probably not watch it for another 10 years. Is what I'd say. Yeah. But I might watch it in ten years' time. But it was all right. Um, I also rewatched "I Love You, Man." Uh, kind oh, of bounced it out. These, these, what is this? Uh, that holds up quite well. Yeah. Um, it's under two hours long. It's quite pacey. Um, there's bits in it that don't make sense. That kind of feel a little bit outside of it. The uh, Andy Samberg, Vinny's gay brother, and John Favreau have been just a prick in it. Kind of. You don't really need those. They kind of feel a little bit, a little bit like maybe there was more of them in it, and that was what would have made it a two-hour-long movie. And they cut it out quite rightly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's fun. It certainly works. No, oh, fair enough. No, that's good. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to rewatch that at some point. Uh, and finally, uh, I don't know if I've got a couple left. Um, I 
we watched Pulp Fiction just because I hadn't watched it in a few years and Bex hasn't watched it in a few years and she was really jones it to give it a rewatch and it's Pulp Fiction so why not give it a rewatch and the thing I mentioned briefly while we're talking uh, about Sunshine is it is the first time when I've watched it and gone wow this movie really was only made for eight million dollars that's insane <laughs> because yeah. at points you, you, you know it's a fantastic movie. It's a five-star movie. The acting is fantastic. The story is brilliant. It looks great. But there are little bits where you look at it and go, holy shit, this is like a really low-budget movie. This is insane. Yeah. And it is insane. Because there's certain... You can pick it out at certain points that this is a... They didn't have the budget to do more. Well, yeah, no, I mean, it's very, um, it's very setty, isn't it? There's, there's not, yeah. there's not an awful lot that actually happens kind of outside, and you know, when it does, and the like, bits that do, it's projection and stuff like that. But yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, and the the, the car crash where, um, oh, uh, Vince, uh, to, like, yeah, smashes into, yeah, 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 the truck yeah, movie, that, yeah. that, and then the, the little chasing they have, that there, that looks pretty low budget, like they literally. When right makeup right Bruce run now quickly he's like a fucking permit to be on the street so run run um, and did that um, and finally I rewatched Daybreakers I like that flick I like that flick yeah 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 Spirit Brothers uh, isn't it yeah Spirit Brothers yeah um, yeah it, it's it's on Netflix um, it's it's, it, it's an interesting take on uh, on vampires. Um, that vampires have kind of become the, you know, it, it's, it's playing the age of vampires, yeah. essentially. Um, and, you know, the, the fact that uh, the Spirit Brothers have kind of gone to it and gone, well, we do this, we do this. And then people have said, no, that's not how, that's not how uh, vampires work. And they've gone, they're not fucking real. Yeah, well, yes, quite. <laughs> And I've had a very good point that is too. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, they can't think, they can't, well, they can't do this. I don't give a shit. I mean, we're going to do it because that's that's the point of yes. having something like this. You can interpret it however the fuck you want. Yes. And they do. They come up with a cure for it that makes no sense but makes sense. Um, it, it's, yeah, it, it, it's fun. There's a lot of really interesting shit going on. And again, it, it was made for $20 million and it looks. It looks bigger budget than it is. It, it uses um, uses the, the, the their, their knowledge of effects really quite well, uh, and it also it, it uses clever um, locations. Well, you know, a clever location and writing your idea around a clever little set can save you millions. Sure. Quite literally, millions. And that's what that that's what clever filmmakers do. They, you know, people who, who aren't going to get a hundred million dollars, they go right. I need this to look like this. Right? Does anyone know we can find one of these? Yeah, I can think we can get one of these. That that's it. It's clever filmmaking. It, it makes sense, and that's what you've got here. Um, so yeah, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed my rewatch of that. But that's that's what I watched this week. Uh, I've also uh, with work and everything, um, been quite busy and having to do crazy amount of hours. I've kind of not had two hours to watch movies. I've had like, like 45 minute blocks to watch stuff. So I've watched a lot of fucking TV. I've watched a lot of one TV show. I've blasted through almost the entire first two series. No, I've blasted through the first two series, I think now, of um, Silicon Valley in the run up to the fact that the new series starts in a week. It's a good show, that. It is a good show. That fucking show holds up. Holds up so well. 
so yes, so that was that. That's what I've watched uh, this week. Um, we do have a couple of questions actually. Yeah, we've actually got a couple of emails as well. What do you want to do first? Uh, do you can do the emails first, then we'll do the questions uh, to close. Uh, so Steve Dixon has uh, sent quite the email actually. It's uh, it, it, it's a long one, and that's all good. Um, Hi there, Ian and Mark. Sorry for the late email. I had planned to send you something for your 200th show, but laziness and life have got in the way. Uh, all right, that's always we appreciate that. Yeah. Anyway, just wanted to say thank you to you both for keeping me entertained on my travels with your movie chat and wonderful tangents. Have to hand it to you both for keeping the podcast consistent and regular for so many years. There's probably not much reward for doing the podcast, and it's just down to your love of films that keep you doing it. For this, I have to give you both a lot of respect and a big well done. Keep up the good work, it is much appreciated. Podcasts are great for my daily job driving around Scotland every day. It means I don't have to listen to the radio filled with idiots talking rubbish about things that don't interest me, shite bad news, and politics only anger you and damn in your days. I've not heard the news for years, and I'm quite a happy person as a result. Indeed, I get to listen to people like myself talking about things that I love and I'm passionate about. I listen to loads of podcasts during the week, and Doom the Monkey is one of the ones I most look forward to. Since Ian's Cinerama days, I've always enjoyed his chat and passion for cinema. Mark has been a great addition and added a whole lot of more fun to my listening over the years. A few questions for you. I have a wee girl called Chloe, who has just turned four, and is starting to love the cinema too. Since becoming a dad, it changed the way I've watched a lot of films. Yeah, fucking tell me about it, bud. Um, films such as Interstellar and The Fault in Our Stars really bothered me. In the old days, these films wouldn't have had anywhere near the same effect. As you are both dads, do you find you watch films with a whole different view as a result? Um, just on that, yes, for sure. Yeah. Mark, Mark doesn't, because he's a cold-hearted bastard. But... I, I, am, I am, yes. Um, I, yeah. Um, we actually, weirdly enough, um, we actually kind of talked about this, I think, Yesterday, maybe, uh, on, on WhatsApp, where uh, I, we were talking, myself and Noel, I think also Mike was involved, they were saying that the, the type of movie you watch changes, and sort of the prestige think piece films kind of take a little bit of a backseat, because, you know, you've got so much else going on in your world that you can, um, that those movies... You need to be in a mood for those. A lot of the time, you literally just want to sit and watch something that you can let fucking waft over you and have that escapism, I think. Um, I know that it does kind of joke, but it is at the, the whole fucking... I spend more time wishing children were killed more in movies than getting upset about the fact that they... Okay. Uh, so he also says, I was curious as to how many downloads of the show you get every week and has it grown in numbers over the years? Um, we get, I mean, like, to be fair, Mark never asks, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I look at it every now and then because I, I, um, put up the, um, I, I edit and put up the podcast, um, and I think, I'm just gonna have a look at, like, where it is at the moment. The thing is, I wonder how many like bots and stuff download us, but I don't know if that's a thing. But like March, we had 1,050 downloads. February, we had 1,113. Uh, this month so far, we've had 752, um, which I, I, is probably nothing compared to a lot of podcasts. But for instance, the Sunshine Commentary got 147 downloads. Um even though the the episode the week beforehand ninety eight, but then the episode before that one hundred and twenty five, mm. so it's kind of all over the fucking place. It is, yeah. And I don't think that includes certain 
I don't think that includes all of the the relevant places it goes out to. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, because um, it made me laugh that, like, an episode, the episode titled Triple Exploitation <laughs> was, like, quite a high, I remember that being quite a high download. I want to see if I can get how many that actually did, but that, that made me laugh. Um, oh, fuck me. Um, I mean, we started... Ep- Episode one in its lifetime has had 267. Oh, episode zero, sorry. Uh, episode one actually had 309. Um, I want to see how many uh, triple exploitation got, because that made me laugh that it was quite a jump. Um, yeah, 232. <laughs> uh, so, you know, so, yeah, I mean, they... I... I I mean, like, historically, well over a hundred an episode seems to be the thing, which is nice. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, um, I mean, that, that'll do. Yeah. You know, there, there's obviously people listening. Um, I mean, uh, over the lifetime of the show, 35,452. I'll tell that. You know, which divided by 200 episodes is it equals not too shabby. Yeah, we'll tell that. You know, that's fine. Um, we, we, we do little to no promotions. No, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, like, we got the Twitter thing, but, you know, aside from that, it's, you know, we don't ask for iTunes reviews these days, really. You know, I mean, like, we do it more, I think, just to kind of have a couple of hours just to chat about films than anything else. That's it, yeah. I, I, you know, it's... it's I, I, I look forward to it. Yeah, so do I. God, yeah, so do I. Yeah, of course, of course. No, I mean, like, if I if I didn't, then I wouldn't do it. You know what I mean? It's like no one's paying us. Stop kind of enjoying it. Stop digging it. It is the time we'll kind of say to the one look. It's probably run its course, but I, I can't see it happening. We still. I, no, I mean, I, I no, genuinely, like, I don't, I don't really see that happening either. I mean, I think it's fair to say that I've, um, you know, personally, I've become become less in like less kind of in court caught up with films and the film discussion community over the last few years, but I still enjoy talking about them. I just, I prefer talking about them with you and our audience of however many people it is than putting my shit out there on Twitter and then just having people fucking moan. Yep. You know, that that's the thing. I mean, like, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of like negative people who listen to this show probably just don't ever bother listening again and more power to you. But I mean, we had one negative review on iTunes where it was like Ian Loring, more like Ian Boring, which is uh, insightful criticism. Um, and, and, you know, that that's about it, really. And, um, you know, it's. I, I don't want it just to be a, a like a jerking off, jerking each other off exhibition. It's like if anybody does ever have any problems with anything we say on the show, I would like to think that they would tell us, but they don't. And maybe it's because we don't go out there to people. Mm. So, you know, like if we started fucking like advertising the show places and we got new people listening they'd probably be like what the fuck is this <laughs> yeah. yeah that's it yeah you know but i don't you know personally and i i think i speak for you as well we don't really want that just like the people who listen we're more than happy happy them listening to us and you know if it if it entertains you for an hour and a half two hours every week then great absolutely, absolutely. you know and 
it, it's just a, a chance for me to kick back and chat with Mark for a couple of hours a week, you know. So it's fine by me. I mean, I'll be honest, if it was just Cinerama, I probably would have stopped it by now. Um, but I very, very much value this this time every week with Mark, and long may it continue. Absolutely, I know exactly the same. You know, it, it's it's great that we get to I get to chat for an hour and a half movies with my best mate. It's great. <laughs> exactly that. Yeah, fucking amen to that, brother. So, um, uh, okay, on to the next question. Have you considered doing a premium type show like the film junk lads do? Perhaps a good way to get a few quid and get some better recording equipment as the sound quality is the only thing I would say could improve. I know for sure I would pay for some DAAM specials. Bless you, Steve. You would. I think fuck all other people would. Something we have actually, we, we have considered uh, and, and sort of... Kind of have. Ch- ch- yes. Chatting about. I think if... The thing is, if... The way that I've always looked at it is if you start to charge people for it, you have to start to worry about getting out at a certain time and of a certain quality. Um, and right now, we don't really have to worry about that. I would say the sound issues that are there is because I'm using a shitty mic and I need to get a new mic. <laughs> it's, it's as simple as that. Um, so I will I will endeavour to do that uh, in the next sort of few weeks and that should, that should kind of sort that out a little bit. Um, maybe we might look at investing in an actual, um, a, a better recording um, software, maybe. Yeah, I mean, like in, in in the end of the day, I mean, from a technical point of view, I will say that I use some, I use a was it a Logitech, a Logitech USB mic. Um, I record, I, I I use Audacity uh, to import the files, and I use Levelator to uh, do the levels. You know, and why is that? because I don't want to pay for any of it and it's all free software. You know, um, if there is software that someone could, or or things I could be doing differently that people could recommend, I am way more than happy to fucking uh, take that shit on. Um, you know, uh, take, uh, you know, and have a look at it. Um, I mean, like I export the files at 96 kilobytes per second um, I don't know if if maybe exporting it at a higher bit rate would improve things. Maybe it would. I, I genuinely don't know. Um, I, but yeah, I mean, in the end of the day, premium stuff. I don't think I would get time to do more than the the show we do every week. I I'm pretty sure Mark definitely wouldn't with the job that he does. Not at the moment. No. The yeah. thing is, if we ever came up with a good enough idea of, of, of something to do, maybe once a month. And we come up with a really fucking idea. We went, ooh, that's good. We might do it. So it, it's a, it's not something we're never going to consider. Um, but it'll be something that we, if we come up with a fucking a, a choice idea, we will do. Um, what we'd like to do, I think, in the future is do more. Is you know moving on, you know, in the next year or six months, two years, whatever, is do more where we're fucking sat next to each other. That'd be nice. You know, I'm, 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 and um, yeah, we had another technical problem there, and the rest of it didn't record. Uh, apologies. Um, sorry, that's Lottie playing in the background. Um, so yeah, we'll try and iron that shit out next week. Um, but as as we were kind of saying there, we're not adverse to the idea of doing premium content, but it would 
wouldn't be anything that would ever replace the once a week show, but it's not something we're actively looking at. If anyone ever did, if anyone ever did want to uh, do, do, donate to the show to uh, pay, like to help pay for shit, and you tell, you know, if you tell us what to spend it on, then uh, you know we'd be happy to um, to ex- accept that. You know, we're we're not going to say no to money, but it's not anything we'd ever. We we that we'd uh, sorry that we'd ever particularly ask for specifically I suppose at least for the normal show but if anyone wanted to show like to give give some money over then we're not going to say no like I say you just um tweet me or Mark or whatever then that would be fine but we're not going to pressure anyone into it um next week we're covering Unforgettable the Catherine Heigl Rosario Dawson film which I I know Mark's pretty pumped for. And uh, we're also, I think we're also going to cover Sandy Wexler, um, the Adam Sandler film, and the Discovery, uh, the new one from Charlie McDonald, the guy did the one I love. Um, uh, they're both available on Netflix. So yeah, so um, unforgettable for sure. I'm halfway through Sandy Wexler because I'm a fucking idiot. But we'll we'll talk about that next week. I shouldn't say that in front of Lottie. Um, apologies, she's not listening anyway. That's gonna do it. Sorry for the technical trouble, and hope you enjoyed the show. Bye-bye. Lots, you got anything else to say?